You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Nothing is ever what you imagine it to be. Nothing is ever as your mind creatively makes it out to be. And now I say this lightly, knowing that there's gray areas to this. You listening to this are very intuitive, very empathic, very connected to your gut, your intuition, that sense that we humans have lost. But nothing is ever as it seems. You know, the example that's just coming to mind is, well, I knew my partner was cheating on me. I felt it, I knew it, and well, I looked at their phone, looked at their receipt, looked at the phone bill, and I was right. I knew it. But it's not as it seems. Oftentimes, like in the example of cheating, we think that our partners are out living this grand life, no worries, no guilt, no shame, no nothing, just having sex, having fun, eating good food, drinking good alcohol, just enjoying life and living their best life. And that's not it. Because people who cheat are not happy. They're not happy with their own lives. They're not happy with themselves. They're not happy with where they're at, how they got to where they're at. They're not happy with anything. And if you're not happy with anything in yourself and anyone, you can't just hop into a new relationship and be happy and fixed, you know? And oftentimes, relationships that start with infidelity, they don't end well. Unless they are really strong and really aware and really grow, they don't end well. It'll take a lot of work to get through that, you know? Using this example again, if somebody cheats on us and they go be with someone else, fine, let them go be with someone else. Because then that person has to always, once the dust settles and the honeymoon phase goes away, that person's going to think, well, if you could cheat on them, couldn't you cheat on me? Whoa, right? Now, this is just one example. Um, Another example of this would be perhaps I'll use myself. People probably look at me and how I look, how I dress, how I act, where I live, who I'm with, what I do for a living, and think, oh, goals. Oh, God. You guys must look at me and think hashtag goals. I mean, you know my struggles. I share quite a lot, but I don't share everything. That's going to be for a book because it's so heavy. I'm afraid to speak it. I would much rather write it and have you read it and interpret it in your own way because it's that twisted. But I'm not immune to this. I don't have nearly as much money as y'all would think I do. Uh Uh-uh. No, I struggle with that weekly. I struggled with it yesterday as I went to pay bills. It was like, are you fucking kidding me? I struggle with being the host of Lightworkers Lounge, feeling like I'm not good enough. I don't, I treat this too much like a hobby and like a group of friends rather than a business. I don't hire help, nor do I want to have a payroll. I don't want to get marketing help. I don't, like that part just seems so yucky to me. But I need to. If I, if I want to pay my own bills, if I want to continue to show up for you guys and have a house and a car, I, I have to look at it that way. I just, I don't know how. I don't know where to begin and what to do with that. So nothing is as it seems. Nothing that you've curated in that creative mind of yours is as it seems. 
This idea just came to me as I was sitting in the sun getting some work done, editing last week's podcast episode. Because I don't hire anybody to do it. (laughs) I was at an Airbnb with JL and the boys last week, and I talked to the woman who lives next door, Jan. And she's a retired attorney and had a very successful career. And she had stage 3 adrenal fatigue just like me when she was in her 30s. And, you know, looking at this woman from the outside looking in, mm -hmm, you know, I live in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. It's this beautiful tourist town in southwest Colorado. It's unreal, so beautiful. It's definitely a place you need to be wealthy to live in. We got lucky and had connections and spiritual intervention to be able to live here. And you, you would just look at everyone and think, God, they're so rich, they're so wealthy, they've got it made. But what you don't know is that behind these gorgeous, giant, brand-new, long homes, there's infidelity, there's cheating, there's divorce, there's relationship struggles, there's health struggles. There's all these things. So it's so easy for us to create things in our mind and think that everybody has it better than us, everybody has it easier than us, but they don't. My Sagittarius self can tell you this. They don't. I know no strangers. I talk to everyone. I talk to massively wealthy people who have five properties and a private jet. I talk to homeless people, quite literally. Remember my podcast in the Florida Keys? I did a whole series of talks with Mike, a homeless guy, and we talked about how he got there, why he's still there, what he wants to do in the future. Perhaps I can bring one of these extremely wealthy people that I talk to, how they got there, how they earned their money. You know, there is a lesson in life through everyone. And if we can just learn to look at everyone as fellow humans rather than people we don't know, so stranger danger, you can learn so much about yourself, about your purpose, about where you're going. It can improve your relationships to yourself and to others. Not everything is as you make it out to be. Perhaps you create the scenario that you can't talk to strangers because they'll judge you. So what? If someone judges you, then what? Oh, not so bad, is it? You know, taking a major turn and change of subject here, I am never afraid to share anything with you guys. Are there some things that you don't know because I'm just worried about backlash or, you know, just if I slip up and say the wrong thing, that's why I hold my breath and stutter quite a bit. It's because my adrenals are so fatigued that if I ever say something that gets me canceled or triggered, triggers a wave of people, I can't physically handle it. I truly can't. So this is tough for me too, but I was a bit afraid to share the podcast last week, which lo and behold, ended up being the fastest, most downloaded podcast episode that I've ever released. And I've had some incredible guests that I thought, wow, these are real celebrities. These are real gurus. These are going to give me all the downloads. And they did, but none of them got me as much as this one. And to me, like, This just means that you guys love to hear the real, raw, authentic parts of me and my journey. I I schedule all these formal interviews with incredibly talented, gifted people, and they do well, but none of them were as anticipated and as fastly downloaded as 
this episode about my soul retrieval ceremony. And this, I'm very vulnerable and you guys compliment me daily on my bravery for being so open and honest. And I really appreciate that validation and that acknowledgement. Ooh, that's a roar of thunder. Yeah. And I appreciate it so much. But it's truly part of my purpose in this life and what I came here to do because I just go on autopilot when I record these podcasts. I just hit record and go. Here comes Jeffrey. Hi, Bella. I just hit record and go, and I share my heart with you guys, and I share my experiences. And sometimes I know that you guys really need to hear something because I'm so pumped to share it. And even though I may stop and think, whoa, this is a little TMI, you know, there's things in my life that I'm planning or trying to achieve that I don't necessarily want to share with anyone yet. I definitely want to once they're here and I manifested it. But until I reach some point of it, it's like I don't want to share the journey because I don't want so many energies to taint it. You know what I mean? And I think that's okay too. And that's a beautiful thing. Jeffrey, do you feel left out? Okay. But, yeah. And this soul retrieval ceremony that I shared with you guys, I've never received so much feedback ever. I mean, real, like, emails sharing your heart and your soul and your journey. So many of you resonated with the fact that you think we were a part of the same all-female society in Atlantis together because you have this connection, this draw to me that feels more like friends rather than here I am on this side of the world as a podcast host and there you are on the other side as yourself. It just feels like we've known each other. So many people listen to this podcast and say, like, that's my friend right there. That is someone I know. I miss her. I haven't seen her in so long when really we haven't ever met before ever. And I think that that's beautiful. I think that I'm definitely in flow in my Kriya, doing what I'm meant to be doing because there's just messages that I spit out that y'all need to hear for your journey, for your path. So I want to thank you for sharing this and... It's a lesson learned for me that even if I don't want to share things, even if my mind tells me you could have recorded it better, you should probably edit out when your dog jumps on the bed (laughs) or scratches himself, don't. Because you guys love to feel like we're hanging out rather than me being in a formal studio, which who knows. One day that could happen. I could totally be Joe Rogan style, fly my guests in, have all the fanciest podcast gear, have a team that edits and produces my show, but... I'll always remember these early years of it being just you, me, and wherever I'm currently at in the world, sharing heart-to-heart conversations. And to know that my words have helped you leave relationships or conceive a baby or leave a relationship and start a co-parenting relationship, it's incredible. And it's the greatest gift in the world. And this is why I don't care about money or fame or followers Because look what I've done already. I can die happy. I can close this laptop, delete everything off my phone, and be happy. Whether I do all that and just go be a barista in some coffee shop on an island somewhere and not go on social media ever again, I'm okay with that because of the impact that Lightworkers Lounge has made in just a short, gosh, 2018, 19, 20, three years. That is insane. You know a little entrepreneurial trick for you? Not trick, but fact. Most people do not see success 
until year 10. Or is it 7? JL, if you're listening to this, correct me. It's year 7 to 10 is when you finally start to see the fruits of your labors. So the fact that I'm only on year 3 and I'm where I'm at is just, it's incredible. It's incredible. So please take my story as inspiration because I started Lightworkers Lounge as soon as I got a divorce and I have recorded this podcast on broken laptops and dirty motel room floors living out of my Subaru, but I've also recorded it in a penthouse suite in beautiful oceanfront resort rooms with bathtubs overlooking the ocean with champagne. I've recorded it in an expensive motor home and I've recorded it in really cheap, dirty Airbnbs. Like I have literally run the gamut in terms of abundance and scarcity. And I know now after experiencing both ends of the spectrum, I know now what's important, what success really means. And as JL sent me an Instagram video of a guy talking about this, success is not scrolling through your phone at noon on a Sunday, looking at other people's lives and talking shit on their posts. And success is when you are spending a Sunday surrounded by the right people that calm your spirit, that calm your soul. Doing things in nature even better. That's real success. And I have that. As JL and I spent time with the boys this weekend, his two little boys and my little bonus boys, uh, I just, it felt very successful to be sitting at a coffee shop with them, teaching them about nature, going on nature walks with them to collect butterflies and not touching my phone. I mean, so many times JL and I said, have you seen my phone? Yeah, whatever, don't worry about it. I don't even know where it is. Whereas during the week, it doesn't leave my back pocket, right? But that, as an entrepreneur who has experienced a lot of abundance and also some pretty scary scarcity moments, like living in your mom's attic at 30 years old, I can tell you the real deal of success is healthy relationships in your life. It's being present with those healthy relationships. It's tucking your tail between your legs during those relationships to own your faults, to grow, evolve, and be better. Because when you do that, it's always reciprocated. It's always returned. You know, my favorite thing to do is admit my faults to the boys who are four and five years old. They don't fully understand, but if they get upset with something I do, I will say, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm still learning and trying to be a better person. They love it. I don't think it fully registers, but the energy behind it, they totally get. And even more so, I love doing that with JL because as I do that and I admit my wrongs and I show up and say I'm sorry and show up to do the work and show up gently when he triggers me, so it is returned from him because he sees it coming from me. Monkey see, monkey do. He'll do it back. I think that's our secret sauce. So with this being said, I just... This second half of the podcast, I'm recording a week after I recorded the first half, so it's kind of spacey and all over the place, but I've just been so grounded here in the Rocky Mountains and had energy and messages flowing through me. I just had a Reiki massage. I haven't had one of those in a while. I had one on last Friday, and I'm recording this on Monday, and oh, the energy. She did um, sacred Mayan womb massage. We did Reiki on my womb. It was beautiful. You know, a lot of light workers, whether you're trying to get pregnant or you just want to tap more into your feminine energy or heal a masculine wound, which so many of you said you believe you have, 
after listening to that podcast episode. We, we are holding and storing that trauma in our womb, right? Protecting it. That is such a protective place. It grows a baby. It grows a human and protects it from so much. I mean, why wouldn't we store things in there to be swept under the rug? That's the deepest rug ever. But a lot of us are being called to heal our womb. And a lot of us who have said, I don't want kids. I don't think I want kids. Now we do. How beautiful is this transition? I believe, and you can quote me on this, but I intuitively feel that in the next two to three years, a lot of your favorite spiritual people are going to be having babies. I do. I can see it. I know you do too. And I think these new babies are going to be so special. I don't think they are souls from a past life here on earth. I think they are brand new from other galaxies, other dimensions, other universes, so to speak, that have never been to earth before. And they see the progress we're making right now in the age of Aquarius. And they are ready to come down here and bring more joy, bring more happiness, bring more sunflowers, bring more sunshine, and just assist us along this path to show us like, hey, drop your armor, drop your mask. It's okay. You'll feel and experience way more joy in this light, in this way. And I think as I continue to channel right now, I feel a lot of people are realizing that family is not by blood. Family is not always by blood. Is that a huge contributing factor? Of course. But energetically, your chosen family is just as important. And I think a lot of people are now awakening to the fact that Just because someone's flesh and blood and DNA is shared with me doesn't mean I am indebted to them for their own source of joy and happiness for life. That's not my cycle. That's not my journey, especially for our parents. It is not our job to parent them and teach them and guide them. That's their work to do, and they need to find healers, and they need to find guidance aside from their children. And... Your chosen family, I think, is really going to be a huge part of this new earth we are creating as we speak in the age of Aquarius, is chosen family. They're going to feel way more energetically safe. They're going to calm your soul instead of stir it up. They're going to be there. They will trigger you, but they'll also listen to you to understand how and why they did and how they cannot do it again. This is your chosen family. And those of you who are lucky to have both DNA, family, and chosen family, what an abundance, right? So that's where I'm at. This is a podcast episode that was kind of all over the place, but I like these personally, so I hope you enjoyed it. I'm titling it, Your Mind Tricks You. Boy, are our minds powerful, and just as powerful as they are to cause us anxiety or depression or panic attacks, those are some really powerful emotions, right? Oof. They can be that powerful and making us feel chills of joy and making us just smile and dance around the house and making us release those energy, those things we don't want to feel. It's just as powerful for the opposite too. Remember this. I am sending you so much love and grounding energy from these beautiful rocky mountains that just have sheets and sheets of thick, dense, grayish-blue rain pouring over them, while on the east side is very sunny and beautiful, making the green 
evergreen trees just glow. It's absolutely beautiful. And I am pocketing this energy from Mother Earth and I'm sending it to you through the airwaves. I love you. Thank you for being here. I hope you are enjoying cancer season so far and nurturing yourself. Take lots of salt baths. Cook yourself slow, delicious meals. And just enjoy because cancer season is all about nurturing, especially yourself. Go mother yourself. I'll see you next week on the show and always on Instagram at Stephanie's underscore destiny. Bye-bye.